The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Uh. Check it out now. No doubt now. Monday morning, September 23rd, 2019, the Beating now. the Book podcast. It's Gil Alexander. Guessing lines, week number four in the National Football League. Not just any guessing lines, but guessing lines with story time. Chrissy Andrews back for his old staple, not just the guessing lines exercise, where we try to extract value from the upcoming week's NFL lines. And hopefully, by the way, you're playing the game interactively as well with your own guesses. But a story never before told on this podcast never made his book. Chrissy's book, of course, called And Then One Day. Never, never, never. By the way, it's called Then One Day, not And Then One Day. Then One Day, available at Amazon. Storytime, brand new, cannot wait. Enjoy. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game on a Monday morning. It's Gil Alexander, Sirius XM Channel 204, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app. And it is Monday during the NFL season. Week four coming up. Week three, almost in the rear view, not quite. You know what that means on Monday. It's guessing lines. It's the staple. We'll also put it in podcast form as well. And today, not only Chrissy Andrews, but Chrissy, as we bring him in, the director of the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. Chrissy, the return of story time today. Is that right? I have one, and uh, I got reminded of it. It probably should have been in the book, but we'll tell it here today. It'll be the first time ever heard, so we'll go from there. First time ever heard, first time ever in any form of media, a story later on the show, which means we got a scoot today because uh, yeah. we got, uh, obviously, a, not quite a full slate. You told me beforehand there's a couple teams on by. So uh, 15 total games to get to. And as we do this, for those just landing on the show for the first time, um, you know, we try to go through the show and then we'll harken back to what happened yesterday, comments on all, and the point of the exercise to try to extract value. First look 
at uh, at lines next week and see where value might exist. First of all, Chrissy, a good, bad, meh kind of week for the books. How'd it go for you? Well, Saturday was real good. Yeah, very, very good. Good handle. Results very good. Yesterday, you know, not so good. Uh, but, you know, we wound up making a little bit of money at the end of the day. Not great, but, you know, we, we kind of held our own. Uh, we needed the Browns pretty good last night. Uh, I, you know, uh, we were all over the place number-wise. Four would have really hurt us if the Rams won by four, uh, which I think we were looking at there for a little bit. Um, that would have been real bad. But Rams covering, you know, we got a little bit back at the half. and You know, it, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Let's just say that. So we wind up making a little bit for the day. Not much, but mostly the betters had their way with us yesterday. Okay. JB, who's in for uh, producer number five, Jeff Parles. Uh, JB doing guessing lines with us this year on Mondays uh, while Jeff's schedule gets uh, rejiggered. How'd you do yesterday? Um, gosh, I think I only, I, I had like a, a money line parlay, you know, bridge jumping, as Paul, as Paul would call it, a bunch of favorites paired together, came through, you know, minus $3, uh, but I made it through my last play and last man standing, uh, took the Colts, so nice. still alive, that, that's pretty exciting. All right, that's pretty exciting for you. Yeah, I think Circa's consensus was 5-0, and if I'm not mistaken, so that was a, that sort of dovetails into what you were saying, Chrissy, right there, so a pretty good, uh, week for the uh, the average better. Shall we begin with Thursday with uh, story time looming? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Uh, we have uh, Philly at Green Bay. Philly at Green Bay. Philly coming off a loss to the Detroit Lions, 27 to 24. Green Bay beating the uh, beating the beating the Broncos and covering in the process 27 to 16. Uh, Philly against the Lions yesterday, seven drop passes, no Deshaun Jackson with the abdomen. Uh, no Alshon Jeffrey with a calf. They felt that. Uh, they did have a chance. The Eagles did after Malcolm Jenkins blocked Matt Prater's 46-yard field goal. Uh, try with 153 left. Rasul Douglas returned to the Lions 22, but an illegal block on Jenkins pushed it back to midfield. Fourth and five, Sproles. Darren Sproles caught a pass for a first down but got called for Philly's third offensive pass interference. Then Wentz deep pass to J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Incomplete, 41 seconds left. Uh, Arcega-Whiteside said he should have had it, but Katie barred the door at that point. Detroit holds on for the win. They did get a uh, special teams touchdown, a kickoff return for a touchdown, uh, did the Lions against the Eagles. That proved to be the difference as well. Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Valdez Scantling was his big receiver, six catches, 99 yards, a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers said he never had his jersey look so clean after a game that he did after yesterday's game. Hmm. And uh, Preston Smith matching a career high with three sacks. They sacked Joe Flacco a total of six times. But Chrissy, and and I'll leave it at this, 45 of Green Bay's 58 points thus far this year in the first half. So whatever's happening at halftime, I don't know if Green Bay's not adjusting to what's going on, but they basically have to hold on for dear life in all of these. Put that all in the wash. Good Thursday night matchup. How about that? Uh, I'll say Green Bay. It's going to be more than a field goal. We don't know about the status of these receivers yet with the Eagles. I'll say four. Green Bay minus four. You're a little light. It's four and a half. And I think that's a good number, mostly because of the injuries on Philly. By the way, both these teams were involved in you know, perhaps our two worst games of the day. Uh, wise guys all over Detroit against Philly, um, you know, probably because of the injuries, I would say, more than anything else. Public all over Green Bay. Actually, we had some sharp money on Denver that kind of evened it out a little bit. But with all the other favorites winning, it's one of those games you look back and say, eh, this game cost us pretty good. And uh, so just a, a note to take there, Green Bay's defense, I think, has looked great so far this year. Yeah. Offense, you know, not so much. But you got to think Rodgers, 
we'll probably get it together, but you know, he's getting a little long in the tooth, you know, so uh, not positive that he will think he will though. But anyway, I think four and a half, pretty good number to open up with. Green Bay, one of seven three and O teams, the Lions an eighth undefeated team at two O and one. So you said it was four and a half, that was the number in the end? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm open four and a half. Yeah. All right. How many times have you said on the early season, you're a little light, Gil? You're a little light. That's, that's... <laughs> You were light last week. Oh, I... uh, the favorites really had a field day. Favorite better. I'm going to try to do better this week. But, you know, that's the point of the exercise, right? Where, the, where there is sure, difference, exactly. there is value, perhaps. All right. Let's go to Sunday. Exactly. Sunday. First up, Carolina at Houston. Carolina at Houston. Well, how about this? I mean, last week I said... You know, with the Cam Newton, when we were on air Tuesday when the Cam Newton news came down that he was going to miss practice. Yeah. And I remember saying all through last week, are we really sure they're not better off without him? And that's tough to say yeah. before you see it, but Kyle Allen, 19 of 26, Chrissy, for 261, four touchdowns, no picks in Carolina's uh, win yesterday over Arizona, 38-20. to 20. They ended up winning it, going away as two-point dogs in that ballgame. Christian McCaffrey filling up a stat sheet once again. 24, carries 153 yards, a touchdown, three catches, 35. Greg Olson, uh, Kyle Allen relied on him. Six catches for 75 yards, two of which were touchdowns. They sacked Kyler Murray, did the Panthers, eight times. Eight times. Carolina at who here? In Houston, you said? Carolina at Houston. Okay, in Houston, Deshaun Jackson, I guess the big note on Deshaun Jackson that we can always say is he only got sacked two times. That's a big deal whenever Deshaun Jackson is on the field because his offensive line is just horrific. Again, we said, uh, I think it was 12 straight games in which he had been sacked. Four... What are you talking about, Watson? Yes. Watson or Jackson? Oh, Watson, Watson. I'm sorry. Deshaun Watson, 25, Watson, yeah. 25 yeah. of 54 yesterday. So talking about Deshaun yeah. Jackson a second ago with the Eagles. Deshaun Watson, 25 of 34 yesterday, 351 yards, three touchdowns, no pick. But again, sacked just twice. Uh, they rallied the Texans in from a 10-point halftime deficit, 20 consecutive points yesterday to beat the Chargers, ultimately 27-20 Charger miscues. Chargers doing Charger things, as Todd Wishnap yep. said. Uh, I got Houston by six here. Wow, it's Houston by four and a half, so you're obviously not light. Uh, hmm. Well, I thought that was a little high myself. You know, I listen, I thought Watson really played well yesterday. Uh, but I still have my questions about that offensive line. You know, they protected them well, no doubt about it. You know, they, they really did. Um, but again, did the Chargers do enough Charger things to hand Houston that game? You know, maybe. Uh, so, boy, you, you like six. You know, it's four and a half solid across the board. So I'm going to open the four and a half here as well. But I'll tell you the truth. I, you know, Carolina, you know, we've talked about it. You know, I, I think we have seen – the best of Cam Newton, and is Kyle Allen the answer? You know, I hate to you know put him in the Hall of Fame off of one game, but he sure looked pretty darn good. I can tell you that. Um, so I thought four and a half a little high. I'll open it four and a half though, I guess, and see where they want to take me from there. But I got to tell you, I think I'm leaning towards a dog there more than anything. And a lot of it is a bet against Houston more than a bet on Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I could see it from both sides, right? Again, I mentioned that Carolina sacked Kyler Murray eight times, so there's that. And Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. uh, has the problems of getting sacked. By the way, Deshaun Watson is just tremendous. The plays he makes for the Houston Texans that gets them out of jams is incredible. Uh, on the other hand, Kyle Allen now, assuming he plays, and there is an assumption in that, uh, assuming he plays I mean, next, yeah. yeah, you know, they've got a week, do the Texans, to prepare for him. 
Um, and so I landed on six. Four and a half is your number, so I'm heavy there. The one and two Panthers against the two and one Texans at Houston. That's an early game on Sunday. Hmm. All right, let me think about that one. What's another one? Cleveland at Baltimore. Cleveland at Baltimore. Let's linger on this for a second, shall we? <laughs> the uh, Cleveland Browns last <laughs> night uh, lose to the Los Angeles Rams. They end up losing 20-13, to 13. <clears throat> excuse me, as four-point dogs. So uh, Rams get the cover there. <clears throat> Baltimore in defeat. This is one of these things that Baltimore in defeat against the Chiefs. And by the way, I had the Chiefs yesterday, and about 25 different things had to happen for Chiefs backers to lose that cover yesterday, and all 25 did. Uh, ultimately, um, in the Browns game, getting back to last night, <clears throat> John Johnson intercepting Baker Mayfield's fourth down pass with 27 seconds left as L.A. escapes with the win. Browns were plus two in turnovers last night. Uh, they were missing their entire starting secondary. They still took the Rams to the final snaps. They were missing eight starters in all. But, man, the stuff that happened in that game for the Browns last night, <clears throat> fourth and nine, at the Rams 40 with yeah. 9.20 left, it's 17-13 to 13 at that point. And Freddie Kitchens goes to Nick Chubb on a run, a two-yard run, turns the ball over on downs. Uh, Kitchens, after the game, uh, we're trying to win the game. We're in that side of the field. Bad call. Rams, then, the last uh, Rams fourth and one at the Cleveland 19 with 6.37 left, up 17-13. to 13. Sean McVay says, we'll kick a field goal to go up a touchdown. That was curious. By the way, the field goal barely made it. Rams then, uh, third and three at the Cleveland 46 with 2.54 left. Instead of just running the ball, they throw a pick and give Cleveland life. And then, of course, the final sequence. Cleveland first and goal from the five with all three timeouts left. Four straight passes, Chrissy, and four straight and empty sets. So basically telegraphing and saying, hey, we're passing here. Um, Kitchens then, by the way, uses a timeout uh, not to... (laughs) You know, not in any way to help the offense, but use the timeout just in case they didn't get in the end zone, ensuring that the game would be over, uh, only having two timeouts left at that point. Kitchens after the game, uh, I should have ran at one time. That's why I'm kicking myself. If you're looking to blame somebody, blame me. Don't blame any of our players. Don't blame any of our other coaches. Just blame me because I can't take it, Just because bl- I can take it. Just blame me. Go write your article and say that I messed the game up. Freddie, don't worry. Everybody's blaming you. <laughs> I can tell you this. Even when they ran that draw, I'm sitting on the couch with my wife, and the person she looks at me goes, why would they run the ball? I said, honey, I, I don't know. I really don't. It looks like a bad, bad call, and obviously it was. Obviously it was. Baker Mayfield, that, by the way, five fourth-quarter turnovers this year. Cleveland falls to one and two, like I said before the season. Win some games, then start talking. So Cleveland one and two. Mm-hmm. They go to Baltimore now. Cleveland was, was the fan favorite before the season to win the NFC North. Uh, Baltimore, everybody, remember everybody on air here, Chrissy, everybody had them under on the season win total. Everybody. And I mm-hmm. said, that's what worries me. Everybody thinks that all it takes is three weeks here. Nobody's saying that anymore. Uh, even in defeat yesterday, Lamar Jackson, 22 of 43, 267 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, but eight carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Mark Ingram, 16 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns. Lamar Jackson is now 8-2 and two straight up as a starter. Both losses to KC by a combined yeah. eight points. Ravens D, second yeah. in the NFL after the first two weeks. They gave up 503 yards of total offense. Um, 
but they were they were stuffed once on fourth down were the uh, the Ravens three times they failed to convert on a two point conversion leaving them chasing points all game. Can we talk about that real quick for a second before I throw it to yeah, you? Yeah, what was that? What was that? Jeez. So yeah, so I mean, uh, here's the thing. It's John Harbaugh, your proclaimed second best coach in yeah. in, in football. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So they go up 6 nothing. they try the two-point conversion. I guess I don't have a problem with that because you are playing Patrick Mahomes. You want to score as many points as possible. Okay. Okay. Uh, then, late in the game, you're down five. You try a two-point conversion to get it three. That makes sense, too, as well. However, uh, there's one where you're down 11 points in the fourth quarter. Right. And you right. go for two instead of one. Now, your knee-jerk reaction to that is, at that point, you're like, what the heck are they doing? But do you remember that Giants-Falcons Monday night game, Chrissy, where the Giants, Pat Shermer, went for two when they were down eight points, and we had the whole discussion afterwards that analytically, you're, it's actually not a bad move to do that? So this, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, so this is sort of a cousin of that. Uh, and here, by the way, on the screen at VEASAN.com and the VEASAN app, thank you, JB, is a tweet from Kevin Cole from Pro Football Focus, which is basically a flowchart. That's what you wanted this morning on Guessing Lines, was a flowchart, as to why, when you're down uh, eight, going for two instead of the one is actually, by very simple math, an okay thing to do. Harbaugh doing it down 11 to go to nine is actually akin to that. But here's the problem with that, even if I try to give him that. In the third quarter, they were down by 11, and they kicked an extra point. So somebody, somebody is, while, while after the game, Harbaugh said, I don't remember the situation or which it was, but every one of these was clear analytical decisions to go for two. Uh, we had a mindset that we were going to come in and try to score as many points as we could, so that's what we tried to do. That's great, except that you were inconsistent with it, so now I can't buy that either. Anyway, I guess I should make a guess. Yeah. Baltimore yeah. by a touchdown. I'll say Baltimore minus seven. Okay. I only see two numbers right now, and it's five and a half. I think that's way light. Way light. So I'm going to open. Yeah, I think that's way light. I'm. I'm. Listen, I wasn't on your show or any of the shows. You know, I was, everybody knows my situation. I would not have picked Baltimore under for the season. I think this is a really good team, and I think right now John Harbaugh. Yeah, maybe he made some mistakes yesterday, but he also knows what he has in Lamar Jackson. Totally reconfigured his whole offense. And I'd say it's working. You know, again, it's early, but uh, you know, so far so good. I would say, even though they lost yesterday, Cleveland. You know, again, I hey, listen. If there's if there's anything going to hold this Cleveland, well, there's a lot of things going to hold this Cleveland team back, including the head coach. And I think that uh, you know, you got to rein in some of these egos. You got to make some better decisions on and off the field. And I'm not sure Freddie Kitchens has it in him to tell you the truth. So right now. I'm going to open six just because that's the highest I see. And if it goes higher, I'm going to try to stay ahead of it. Because I don't see people betting Cleveland, and I, I don't see Baltimore losing this game. I think Baltimore is uh, probably the third best team in the AFC, and I would not be surprised to see them playing uh, in January and you know at all. And if they went to the AFC title game, again, don't color me shocked. I think they're going to be right there. Uh, maybe a step behind KC or the Patriots, but not a big step, just a small one. I think all of that's right. I think they have proven themselves through three weeks to be the third best team in the AFC, and that number's coming to me. That number's coming to my seven. I have a feeling. I absolutely think you're right. Absolutely. 
All right, we'll come back. We'll continue more guessing lines week four in the NFL with Chris Andrews. By the way, uh, Chrissy's Twitter, at Andrews Sports, if you want to check out all his tweets there. And the show, once again, brought to you by the good folks over at MGM and their new BetMGM app. Don't begin the football season or any sports season without downloading the exciting new BetMGM app. First-time players can make their first bet completely risk-free. Up to $500 of the same guys that bring you Atlantic City's premier hotel and casino will be with you all season long with a wide variety of betting options and easy deposit and withdrawal methods. Just download the app and use bonus code VSIN500 at sign up to get your $500 risk-free bet. That's bonus code VSIN500 to place your first bet MGM wager risk-free. You can sign up anywhere, but you must be in the state of New Jersey to place a bet. BetMGM, it's how you play the game. Download the app today. Must be 21 years of age or older. New Jersey only. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guessing lines. Week 4, coming back with Chrissy on a numbers game right here at VEASAN. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. We are back on a numbers game. Guessing lines for week four in the National Football League. Hope week three was a good one for you. It's Gil Alexander. JB's here for uh, Jeff Parlay, producer number five on a Monday. And of course, my mishpucha. Chris Andrews, director of South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. Uh, in L.A., Chris, are you feeling good, by the way, this morning? How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Well, you know, I don't want to get into it too much. There's still some issues I'm facing, but, you know, nothing like totally unexpected. So, okay. so far, so good. And you're soldiering through the show. So thank you for, on behalf of everybody yeah. for, uh, for hanging out. Yeah, it's... It's not terrible. I'll tell you one thing. You know, I was actually having a discussion last time with some people. I'm seeing a lot. And, um, you know, uh, all in all, I think I'm pretty lucky. So, you know, let's just say I'm seeing a lot worse than me. Well, yeah, we'll go from there. Just like you to put it in perspective. Just like you to, to be that way. But we, we all appreciate you being here. And uh, we hope uh, you feel better by the minute, by the hour, by the day. That's for sure. Um, no artful way to segue back into football after that, Chrissy, but I did want to point out one last thing about the Cleveland-Baltimore game. We talked about the 4th and 9 at the Rams 40 with 9.20 left, uh, and Freddie Kitchens goes to a run to Nick Chubb, <laughs> two yards. Not a very inspired play call, but Bill Barnwell puts this in perspective. I don't know if you have uh, VEASAN.com or the VEASAN app up, but I will read it for those listening on radio. Uh, Bill Barnwell, looking through the Pro Football Reference Play Index, and I don't think I can find a fourth and eight plus play. This is Barnwell talking, where a team deliberately handed the ball to a running back before tonight since Bernie Parmalee in 1997. Jeez. Jeez. Bernie Parmalee. Holy cow. <laughs> you got a Bernie, Bernie Parmalee references cash at plus 3,000 <laughs> on the show today. All right, let's move on. What's another one? Okay. Uh, you're out there at Washington at the New York Giants. My outfit plays tonight, the Redskins, who are now, yeah. I believe, five-and-a-half-point dogs consensus. Is that right, to the uh, to the Bears? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Five-and-a-half yeah. moved up from four. Yeah. Um, look, I don't know who's playing for the Redskins from one week to another. I don't know if Jordan Reed still even has a career after all the concussions. It may be over for Jordan <laughs> Reed. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, a, it's yeah. a sad thing because... It is, it is. I didn't mean to laugh. Yeah, no, his, his entire career has been plagued by injuries and concussions, obviously, uh... No laughing matter. Will uh, will they get back Jonathan Allen at some point? So very much up in the air. The Giants, I mean, let's talk about them for a second. Daniel Jones. And here's the other thing about uh, what we've been saying on a numbers game. Laugh all you want about where the Giants picked him at six. We said this after the draft. But we were also very clear to say none of us really know how good he will actually be. 
And, uh, you know, again, uh, we all know some folks, uh, most successful sports better I know, my buddy E, who I reference all the time, he loved Daniel Jones at Duke. Uh, obviously, the Giants did as well. Daniel Jones yesterday, 32-31 win for the Giants over the Bucks, thanks to a missed Matt Gay field goal. For yeah, the, unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. Bucks were all set up to win it. But Daniel Jones with no Saquon Barkley, who got hurt early in that game, late first quarter, mm-hmm. on the road, down 18, no problem. 23 of 36 for 336, two touchdown passes, no picks, four for 28 on the ground with two touchdowns on the ground, including the go-ahead score with 116 remaining. Giants rally to beat the Bucks. Uh, Ingram, six for 113 and a touchdown. Shepard, seven for 100 and a touchdown. High ankle injury late in the first half, I should say, not late in the first quarter for, for Saquon. Um, Giants, without seeing the Redskins tonight, they're going to be a favorite. And I'll even make it a tick above a field goal. But there is no Saquon. So I can't make it that. I can't make it four and a half. Let's say three and a half in favor of the Giants. Well, I like your number better than what I see right now. I see two and a half with some juice on the favorite or three flat. Uh, one with a little bit of juice on the dog. I'm going to open three. Um, but again, this is another one. I'm going to stay ahead of this one. If uh, if I see anything higher than that pop up, I'm going to go. Uh, you know, I, listen, you know, I know it's your opposite in Washington, but boy, they got a lot of problems. And the Giants, or the defense is still absolutely horrible for the Giants. You know, let Jameis Winston pass from all that. Although I see some improvement in Winston. Um, I still think three and a half is probably a better number. Uh, but one more thing about that, the one Jones touchdown on the ground, that whole defense opened up. That I, I don't know that I've ever seen a defense <laughs> give a quarterback that much running room. I mean, somebody has to have that responsibility in the middle of the field. There was nobody there at all. That was incredible. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open three just because that's the highest I see. If I see it going higher, though, I'm going to try to stay ahead of this one. I, I, I like the Giants in this spot. A lot of it is a bet against Washington, I hate to say. Just yeah. you know, a, a, a team with a lot of injuries and a lot of problems. Yeah, you're right. And Tampa Bay was so locked into their coverage, uh, their pass coverage, that they just yeah. left the whole field open on that one. Um, yeah, and as far as tonight's concern, just a note about the Redskins at five and a half. Mitch Moss, when he was walking out of here, he asked me, he goes, you taking the Redskins tonight? I said, no, I mean, I might tease him with something else. <laughs> give, me, give me 12 and a half or 11 and a half to work with. Uh, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not taking the Redskins against the number. Nothing would surprise me tonight uh, in terms of how that game falls. Washington at the Giants. Yeah, it's I not have, like the Bears have been all that great. You know, they really haven't. So, I mean, that's, you know, like I said, there's a bet. The move is really against Washington rather than on the Bears, I would say. Yeah. So what was your number finally? You said two and a half is what you're opening with three. the Giants? Three. No, no, no. I'm going to open three. Okay. I'm going to open three. You're opening three. All right. I had three and a half. All right. Yeah. Next game, sir. Chargers at Miami. Chargers at Miami. Chargers one and two after their loss yesterday. And the Miami Dolphins 0 and three. This is a note for all the 0 and three teams out there. Uh, teams that start 0 and three. In terms of their record of making the playoffs, there have been 144 of the 0-3 teams here uh, going back to the 16-game schedule. The record for teams making the playoffs after starting 0-3 is 4-140. and Four times it's happened, basically, in 144 yeah. such instances. Uh, Chargers, Phillip Rivers yesterday, you know, fills up a statue, 31-46, 318, yeah. two touchdowns, yeah. no picks. But he was sacked five times. 
Keenan Allen yeah. got it done. 13 catches for 183, two touchdowns. Chargers trimmed the lead to seven points. By the way, they gave up a 10-point lead. Then they cut it to seven, drove into Houston territory in the final minute, converted two fourth downs along the way. Uh, but, yeah, they fumbled deep in Texas territory. They had a pick and a touchdown, both wiped out by penalties. They lost a touchdown for the third time, for the third time in their two defeats. Um, they have a losing record after three games to the Chargers for the fifth consecutive season. And then there's the Dolphins, Chrissy, who started Josh Rosen. <laughs> he was 18 of 39 for 200. No touchdowns, no picks. But they have the worst scoring differential, the Dolphins do, through three games since at least 1950. They've been outscored. Really? Yeah. One nineteen fifty? Holy cow. One One thirty three to sixteen. I'll do the math. That's hundred and seventeen points, Chrissy. Um Jeez. Oakland's previous record, Oakland nineteen sixty one. That must have been an AFL team, right? Oakland one oh six. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Dolphins have just one touchdown in three games, and yet they should have led at halftime yesterday. Um they were twenty two point underdogs, as we know. Kenyon Drake fumbled on first down for the Dallas seven yard line, the final minute of the second quarter. Um, Demarcus Lawrence recovered to preserve a ten to six lead. They should have gone in there. And the previous drive, uh, before Drake's fumble, Devontae Parker dropped a throw that he easily could have turned into a touchdown. So Dolphins should have been up at halftime. Instead, they got rolled in the end by the Cowboys, thirty one to six. The Cowboys cover the big spread. Um, so this is this is where it gets really weird this year, guessing these lines. Because whenever the Dolphins are involved, like we have to throw out everything we've ever thought about line-making ever before. So if the Patriots, what did the Patriots end up at Miami? What were they, like 19 and a half on the road? Boy, that was one of those games. I mean, we opened at 18 and a half. We were as high as 23 and a half. Well, remember, I on, want to say we caught 21 and a half, something so all over the place on that game. Oh, did they get that high on the road? Because remember when we did guessing yeah. lines, you oh, were at I'm six. Sorry, not on the road. I'm thinking about yesterday's game. Oh no, no, no! When they were on the road, I'm remember? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Guessing lines was you said 16 and a half, and I said 17 and a half at the time, and I was like, give me, give me the Patriots yeah. immediately, and it oh, soared. Yeah. It went through we, me to we, I think 19 we, and a half. Yeah, we went to 19 and a half. We finally got some wise guys played plus the 19 and a half and plus 19. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was oh, no, confused okay. with yesterday. That's okay. So if, but that's what I'm saying. Like, right, these lines are so big now, we can't yeah. even keep track of. So if the Patriots were 19 and a half close on the, on the road to Miami, wouldn't the Chargers be? I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing out a number. These get so high. 13 and a half. I'll say. I don't know. Well, when I was making my numbers, I thought 14, <laughs> but you know, it's 16 and a half and 17. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah. I, you know, I guess just being a stubborn bookmaker, I'm going to open at 16 and a half. You know, I don't know where this game is going to go. I really don't. Because uh, I see numbers. I, I actually see 116 as well. Uh, I'm going to open 16 and a half. I, I mean, Listen, I know Chargers do chargery things to blow games. I don't think they could even screw this one up. But who knows? I don't know. But Miami, you know, going back to Rosen, you know, Rosen didn't look that bad, I didn't think. No. Yeah, a lot of guys dropped balls on him, you know. Um, I want, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be the long-term answer in Miami, but I can tell you that excuse me, he's not bad. He really isn't. You know, but, boy, he's got – the other 52 guys on the roster, no bargain. I can tell you that. 133 so, uh, to 16 through three games. Yeah. 
Oof, my goodness, my goodness. Can I just um, can I just say I'm, I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised that's that high. I am. But oh, really? My first reaction is where'd they get the sixteen? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> But could the but could the Dolphins be again? We say this every week. Could they be so historically bad that none of these numbers are high enough? You know, we'll see. Chargers. Yeah, God, I'm surprised by that number. I had 13 and a half. Okay, let's do one more here before the break. Oakland at Indianapolis. Oakland at Indy. Oakland loses uh, pretty badly to Minnesota. Minnesota did the yeah. whole. Uh, we're not going to pass the ball. We're just going to keep running thing that they yeah. did against Atlanta early in the year. Um, Waller, Darren Waller, most of this in garbage time, 13 catches for 134 yards, but Derek Carr was sacked four times in that game against the Vikings. That game was never competitive. Uh, Minnesota ends up beating the Raiders 34 to 14 in a game that was probably closer than the score indicates. Indianapolis, two and one on the season now. Jacoby Brissett, 28 of 37 for 310, two touchdowns, no picks, and Indianapolis's 27 to 24 win against the Falcons. By the way, the Colts always seem to play close games, too, don't they? Even if they've got a big lead, it's like, all right, we'll let them back in here. Uh, Brissett, though, completed his first 16 passes of the game. He threw for two touchdowns in the first yeah. half, led the Colts to scores on their first four drives. Uh, Indy had two scoring drives of more than 60 yards. T.Y. Hilton did miss the second half because of a quad injury yesterday, but Adam Vinatieri reverting to old Adam Vinatieri, 5-for-5, five five, including a 49-yarder to start things that he banked in off the left upright. Um, this is going to, you're, you're, going to rec- you're going to recoil when I say this, but do we really still think the Colts are that much worse off with Jacoby Brissett than they were with Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck, who at times was an interception machine, and Jacoby Brissett who now, and this is the fact, historically is the most judicious quarterback with a minimum of 500 attempts. Now it's over uh, close to 600 attempts in terms of his interception rate. It's the lowest in the history of the National Football League with that minimum. Um, So I love Jacoby Brissett, and I got Indianapolis minus seven here. I got a full touchdown. Well, it's a seven. I see one, six and a half. And let me just say, you're crazy. (laughs) I don't think I am. (laughs) No, I can tell you this because I've gone through and I I wrote an article about this a couple years ago about, uh, you know, when I had my website, Andrew Lux interceptions, you know, when he throws interceptions, when they're losing and he's trying to throw them back into the game. And now up until now, Indianapolis had a terrible cast of characters besides Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett. I love him too. Listen, I, I think he's a terrific quarterback. But Andrew Luck threw all those interceptions when they were losing, trying to throw them back into the game. He threw very, very few interceptions while they were winning. So we can go into that some other time. I know we've got to hustle through this. But I happen to like Jacoby Brissett. I think he's very, very good. If you think he's better than Andrew Luck, you're, you're nuts. Well, I didn't say that. I said, uh, do you think it's that much of a drop-off is what I said, to be clear. Well, you know, it's, some, it, it's a drop-off. You know, how much, I don't know. But the thing is, He's, he's good and getting better. He's a good, good player. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that they could, he could be a long-term solution for the Colts. In fairness, uh, you've, you've always been in the tank for Andrew Luck, haven't you? In fairness. I love Andrew <laughs> yes. Luck. I love Andrew Luck. I don't hide it one bit. You know, serious man love for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, listen, if he, you know, he he did what he did because uh, yeah, I think uh, Troy Aikman said he saw luck last year and as great a year as he had last year, 
he was miserable. Now, these are the words of uh, yeah. of uh, uh, Troy Aikman just because of the, the physical wear and tear he was taking. Uh, the game six and a half and seven, looks like the guys that did have seven that got taken off them from Oakland. Uh, I know what you're saying about it. Indy does tend to play a lot of close games. Uh, looks like they are taking the seven. I see the places that are up. Uh, I'm going to probably open six and a half here. Uh, I might open seven though. If I see it around, I'm going to open seven. Just take up that and uh, go down. Because I, I, you know, I, I'm not very impressed with Oakland. Very, very inconsistent. And like I said, I think this Colts team—they finally have a really good lineup besides the quarterback. And uh, I think it's a pretty darn good team right now. And uh, I thought they should win. I thought they were going to win by more than three yesterday. It wound up being a really, really big game for us because all the steam was on Atlanta. But uh, the first bet that we took was at uh, uh, at three. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to open seven, I think. Uh, but I, I, I reserve the right to go to six and a half if I see it going. By the way, uh, going back to that Baltimore-Cleveland game, I see some more guys opening up, and they're opening up six. So I'm going to try to stay ahead of that one. So you're at what? What were you at six or six and a half? I can't remember. At Baltimore, I was at six because there was a lot of five and a half. Oh, okay. So I'm going to open six, and I may go higher. So it won't be under six. I can promise you that. Seven was my guess. Back to the Colts. Yeah. 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 You guessed seven on that. Yeah. So we're back to the Colts, and I'm going to. I think I'm going to open seven and take a bet because I see it dropping, but that's okay. I'm going to open seven and take a bet. I like the seven. Good guesses from Young Gill so far this morning. And even when I'm off, I, I kind of like them still. Uh, we'll come back. Yeah. We got more games to get to. A whole bunch. Uh, just two teams on by. And then story time. The return of story time. Never told, never written. From Chris Andrews right here on A Numbers Game at Visa. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Oh, I bet Todd Wish never have a bunch of grievances on Wednesday. Uh, every every football Sunday produces them, that's for sure. Uh, we're guessing lines week four. It's Gil Alexander. JB's here for Jeff Parlay and Chrissy Andrews from L.A. What's the next one, Chris? Kansas City at Detroit. Kansas City, 3-0. and um, What a bad beat that was on the Chiefs yesterday. I'm still bitter about it. But they're 3-0. Um, Patrick Mahomes is just on another level. 27 of 37 for 374 yesterday. Three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, they outgained Baltimore 503 to 452. 503 yards of offense. Uh, 13 games now for Mahomes of at least 300 yards passing in his first 20 games. That broke Kurt Warner's mark uh, for the most in the first 20 games of a career. Chiefs have scored 26 or more points in an NFL record 24 straight regular season games. Good Lord. Uh, they're at Detroit. Detroit is undefeated as well. They're 2-0-1. Ah, uh, yes, that Arizona tie. Another bad beat some of us were on. Uh, but Detroit got it done, as we mentioned earlier, against the Eagles. Uh, they got a special teams touchdown. Jamal Agnew returning a kickoff 100 yards for a score. Lions held on, and I do mean held on, for a 27-24 victory over the Eagles. Marvin Jones, six catches, 101 for a touchdown, uh, and a touchdown as well. Uh, I'll say Casey on the road by seven. Chris? Uh, it's six and a half juice on the favorite, seven juice on the dog. Of course, here at South Point, we don't open anything with the juice. Everything's 11 and 10. I'm going to open seven. I don't want to get in front of this Kansas City train. Um, and I can say that Detroit, and I know they're you know, 2 0 1. They seem like they've been a little lucky this year, too. So um, and they ran into Philly with a ton of injuries. So did Detroit win or did Philly lose? I think it's more Philly lost. 
Uh, Kansas City, you're right. They that's probably a pretty bad beat if you had the Chiefs yesterday. Uh, I had the Ravens, so in you know in a couple of contests, so I'm not uh, complaining. But uh, you know, I, mean, I think Kansas City seven is a good place to start. If they take me down, that's fine. I think the public will be on Kansas City. I think the public will probably be right. This, this is a really really good team. Really, really good team. It's just as simple as it gets, but it's so true. Yeah. Uh, guessing lines yeah. week four here uh, on a numbers game. Gil Alexander, Chris Andrews show brought to you by 8sleep. The pod is the first bed designed to boost your performance. More at 8sleep.com slash vsin. All right, what's the next one then, Chris? New England at Buffalo. New England at Buffalo. New England 3-0. and uh, New England another win. Uh, very easily done yesterday, uh, this time for New England against the Luke Falk-led New York Jets. They went at 30-14. to 14. Yeah, They didn't cover. They didn't, they cover, didn't cover. Because no. J- because Jarrett Stidham came in the game, threw a pick six on his third pass, and they reinserted Tom, Br- Tom Brady into the game. <laughs> Belichick is like, yeah, okay, I've seen enough of it of you. Uh, Brady, 28-46 yeah. for 306, two touchdowns, no picks. They've outscored opponents now. Even after having given up 14 yesterday, one on the pick six, one touchdown on the pick six, they've outscored opponents 106 to 17 this year. Held Luke Falk to 98 yards passing, 21 to six advantage in first downs against the Jets. Uh, Jets were 0 for 12 on third down. They held the Jets to 105 total yards. They sacked Falk five times. The Jets punted on 10 of their last 13 possessions, or excuse me, of their, of their entire 13 possessions in the game. You get the idea. Uh, James White missed the game yesterday. He was with his expectant wife. Julian Edelman left the game with about a minute to play in, the in uh, I believe it was the third quarter, was it, with a chest injury, didn't return. Uh, Patriots, first team in the Super Bowl era that hasn't allowed a rushing or passing touchdown in their first three games. Good Lord. And then there's Buffalo. Buffalo was up 14 to nothing on the Bengals. They squandered that lead. They trailed 17-14, uh, but uh, they got it done at the end. Got it done. 175 yards on the ground for the Bills. They improved to 3-0 for the first time since 2011. Only the third time they've done that in 26 years. Dawson Knox, their tight end. Huge play uh, late in that game on the uh, what eventually was the game-winning drive. He also had a touchdown earlier in the game. His first touchdown since junior high school in Tennessee. <laughs> Good Jeez. Lord. Josh Allen, 23 of 36, 243, one touchdown, one pick. He was nearly picked off, though. We talk about... Uh, Guys like Kirk Cousins who get fortunate with balls bouncing yeah. off defenders' chest. Josh Allen yesterday was nearly picked off two more times, almost lost a fumble before being ruled he was out of bounds. So the Bills very fortunate as well. Let's not forget about those plays. So 3-0 and at 3-0. and And again, we're talking New England, and this is sort of the converse of Miami. I don't know what to make these lines, Chrissy. These are tough. New England on the road, I would say it's at Buffalo, I guess, minus 10 would be my guess. Wow, I don't quite like your number, but I don't like the number that's out there right now. It's mostly seven. Really? Uh, or seven and a half with juice on a dog. I'm going to open seven really? and a half flat. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I have a feeling the wise guys will come in on Buffalo. But, boy, you talk about lucky. I mean, Buffalo, I think, has been extremely lucky so far this year. And they're 3-0. and You know, listen, you can only do what you got to do to win games, and they've done that. But I think this team has been pretty darn lucky in New England. I think this is uh, a pretty good version of this team that has already won six Super Bowls. So, I, you know, I, I yeah, I talked about not. I don't want to get in front of that Kansas City train. I'm not sure I want to get in front of this New England train either. 
even though they didn't cover yesterday. But I mean, come on, they slept water through that game. Uh, but, <laughs> just uh, didn't pick six. You know, you know what's interesting yeah. about that that, <laughs> that line to me. That was pretty funny. I got to tell you. I, yeah, I look. I'm on Brady's back in the game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this 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 gets back to our New England at Miami discussion a couple weeks ago again when on guessing lines you had it you said it was 16 and a half I had guessed 17 and a half and I immediately said yeah. give me give me the Patriots give me the Patriots if it's 16 and a half yeah. give me the Patriots immediately came to me and went through me and ended up 19 and a half I feel the same yeah. exact way about this which is at that time you said the wise guys will probably take Miami and I said at that time and I'll say the same thing about the wise guys taking Buffalo here that is nothing but muscle memory and too yeah. cool for school that's how I feel yeah. about that. Give me New England all yeah. day at that number. Seven and a half, please. I'm opening seven and a half, but uh, we have some friends of ours who have seven. Let me put that that way. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, you can find better numbers. Let's do one more here real quick before the break. Tennessee at Atlanta. All right. Not much to say about this. Tennessee will be on extra rest. Uh, they're one and two off that Jacksonville debacle. Marcus Mariota, I've never been a fan of him, and he proved me right again oh, the no. other night. 23 of 40 for 304. Sounds good, but he was sacked nine times. And in the first half when the game mattered, he was 6 of 16 for 62. Tennessee also had nine penalties for 101 yards. Vrabel, strange decision not to kick a field goal with over 11 minutes left in the third quarter, down mm-hmm. 14 to nothing. Very, very odd. Mm-hmm. And then Atlanta, as we mentioned yesterday, they lost to the, the uh, Colts, made it close. Matt Ryan, 29 of 34 for 304. Three touchdowns, yeah. one pick. Julio, 8 for 128. A great touchdown catch. Uh, they were 8 of 10 on third downs were the Falcons. But Chris, 16 penalties for 128 yards. Good Lord. I'll say Atlanta wow. minus... Uh, this is going to be somewhere between... It's not a 3 and it's not a 7. So I'll put it in the... Uh, I'll say it's 4.5 in favor of Atlanta. Yeah, I see 4.5 and, and 5. I'm nice. going to open 4.5. Yeah, I think uh, Tennessee with a little bit of extra rest. Boy, I, you know, I was slow to get off of Mariota, but I think you're right. Uh, and this is his uh, uh, free agent year, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I don't see them re-signing him. But, I mean, who knows? Um, I, I like four and a half. And, and, you know, you look back, Matt Ryan actually played a pretty good game yesterday. Even though they were they were down, they lost by three. He's pretty. He's still pretty darn good. But I like. I, I, not that I like Atlanta, but I like four and a half for a number here. I think that's what I'm going to go with. And Keanu Neal, safety for the Falcons, carted off the field late in the first half with an Achilles tendon injury. Remember, he missed last season after tearing an ACL mm. in the season opener. Yeah. Poor guy, just terrible injury luck for him. All right, Chrissy, let's sneak one more in here. Tampa Bay at the Rams. Tampa Bay at the Rams. Tampa Bay, as we mentioned, they lose 32-31 to yesterday to the Giants. Uh, man, Mike Evans, eight catches, 190 yards, three touchdowns, seven for 146 in those three touchdowns of the first half. But Matt Gay, their new kicker in Tampa, um, it's a new kicker for the Bucks for the eighth straight season, Chris. That's incredible. Eight straight years yeah. with a new kicker. Uh, he was a fifth-round pick from Utah. He missed they might two. have another new one next week, by the way. <laughs> true. He missed two extra points yesterday, and then, of course, he missed the yeah. potential game winner, 34-yarder that sailed wide right as time expired. Did Bruce Arians, he took a delay of game there, too, didn't he, to push it back, if I'm not mistaken? You know, yeah, in, in his news conference afterwards, he thought the delay of game and the extra five yards would help his kicker. Oh, my goodness. Um, Boy, I'd like to see some numbers around that decision because <laughs> I love Arians. I think he's a great coach. But, boy, I do not understand uh, that philosophy. 
Rams, uh, as we mentioned, beat the Browns. Just, oh, there it is, Greg Ullman on Twitter. Bruce Arians says he took the delay penalty on purpose in final minute, thinking Matt Gabe was better from a longer distance. Not so much. Rams beat the Browns. Yeah. We talked about uh, Rams MVP Cooper Cup. We said that all last year. 11 catches, yeah. 102 yards, Boy, two touchdowns. Good, yeah. And the Rams won it minus two in turnovers. I'll say the Rams touchdown seems light. I'll say minus seven and a half hosting the Bucks. Yeah, you know, it's 10 right now. Uh, I'm not sure I like your number, but I think 10 is too high. I, you know, listen, I know Tampa Bay blew the game yesterday. Wow. Uh, Winston has improved, and I think a lot of it does go to Bruce Arians. And listen, uh, you know, he, Winston fits the profile of an Arians quarterback. Yeah. You know, he helped Andrew Luck. He helped Ben Roethlisberger. He helped Carson Palmer. Now you got a big, strong kid here with okay. Jameis Winston. I think he's going to help Jameis Winston. And I know a couple guys tweeted me yesterday because I said that. Okay. Yesterday, he's getting better. This kid. Got to run. Chrissy, I, got, I hate to interrupt, but got to run. We'll come back. We'll continue that discussion. It's a numbers game right here at VEASAN. Apologies. Support for today's show comes from Bookmaker.eu. As always, proud sponsor of this show. Bookmaker.eu, an industry leader for close to 30 years. Pro players consider them a must because they're first to post odds, take the highest limits, and pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. That is the golden trifecta right there, especially that last part where they never have kicked out a winning player. Player. That is the real deal. Bookmakers, a high volume sports book. Yep, best suited for the sophisticated player, that's true, who understands sports betting, but also caters to large recreational players as well. You will never have as good of a betting experience as with Bookmaker. Their motto is where the lines originate because chances are the sports book at which you've been betting follows their lines. And right now, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash G-I-L-L, that's bookmaker.eu slash gill, you can claim an exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. That's bookmaker.eu slash gill to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300 right now. Bookmaker.eu slash gill, the place to be. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Our number two of a numbers game right here at Visa Series XM Channel 204, Visa.com, the Visa app. It is Gil Alexander. What's happening? Hope your week three of the NFL was a good one. Week four is what Chrissy and I, Chris Andrews and I, the sports book director here at the South Point Hotel Casino, are dissecting my guess, followed by what he's putting the number up at uh, here, right as we do the show, right here at the South Point Hotel. And uh, therein, therein that exercise lies uh, hopefully some value. Gil and Chris guessing lines week four. Chrissy, uh, before the break there, I rudely interrupted you with commercials. So I do apologize. But basically what we've got going here is I've been pretty spot on on the shorter numbers. But when they get large, I've been way off. And this was one of them we left at the break. And so I want you to get to finish your thoughts on this. I guess the Rams minus seven and a half hosting the Bucks, And you said it's ten. Yeah, and I'm going to open 10 just because that's all I see. But I, I really kind of like it lower, to tell you the truth. I think, like I said, Tampa Bay, I think, is getting better. Jameis Winston getting better. I think Aaron's a good coach. And, uh, listen, the Rams, I think, are obviously a really good team. But I'm not sure that they're a blowout kind of team, at least not at this point. And, um, you know, laying 10, you'd have to blow the other team out. I'm not sure they have it in them right now. So I'm going to take uh, – I like Tampa Bay with, with the 10 – I'm going to open at that, but if I see lower, I'm going to go down. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I'm not sure the Rams are a blowout type of team yet. They did uh, blow out the Saints, but that was without Drew Brees mid-game. I mentioned Cooper Cup yesterday, 11 for 102, two touchdowns versus the Brownies. Brandon Cooks, 8 for 112. Uh, Rams were minus two in turnover, still won the game. 
Todd Gurley, though, Chris. We'll wrap it up uh, this game on this. Todd Gurley, 14 carries, 43 yards. I'm sorry, but I don't Mm -hmm. care what anybody tells me. That's a thing. And it's like it's a load management thing with him, right? The arthritic knee. We've never gotten a point-blank straight explanation that this is what they're doing, but this is exactly what they're doing. And so that's, that's a huge loss for them in the wash. You know, so yeah, anyway. yeah. I mean, listen, they used the number one or well, first round draft choice on the guy and uh, paid him a ton of money. And not that I care what guys make money wise. I mean, he's billionaires, you know, can certainly afford it, but it does affect the salary cap. I mean, where, where else you can spend money for some help on that team. So I think the team is very, very good, but they're, they're certainly not flawless. And, uh, you know, if you're going to beat somebody in the NFL by more than ten, you better be pretty close to flawless. You know, if you're going to you're going to beat that number. Yeah, and you're right, Jameis. Good night, good day yesterday. Twenty three of thirty seven for three eighty three touchdowns yeah. and a pick. Four hundred ninety nine total yards of offense for Tampa Bay in defeat. Now, are these afternoon games? Is that was that an afternoon game? The Rams Bucks game. That was the first of the afternoon games. Yeah, All right. first of the afternoon. Games. Let's do the rest of them. What do you got next? Seattle at Arizona. Seattle at Arizona. Well, I can't get the I can't get the Seahawks right. Because uh, I was against them when I had the Steelers. I was yeah. for them yesterday. They got rolled by Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints. Final score, by the way, very cosmetic. Uh, this game was not at all as close as the uh, twenty. Excuse me, 33-27 to 27 final score. Garbage touchdown, I mean, with the clock expired for Seattle yesterday. Russell Wilson, 32 of 50 for 406. Two touchdowns, no picks. But again, cosmetic in nature. A lot of that just in catch-up mode. Tyler Lockett, 11 for 154 and a touchdown. 515 total yards of offense for the Marin, uh, for the Mariners, for the Seahawks. Uh, they had been 15-0 at home since September of 2010. No longer. And they had Jadavian Clowney and Ziggy Anson in the lineup for the first time on the defensive line. Not really much. Zero sacks. Only two quarterback hits. Um, plus some bad clock management. Do you see the sequence at the end of the first half, Chris? Where yeah 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 they Seattle got the ball with 29 seconds left two timeouts they chose not to use a timeout after a nine yard pass to Disley the tight end and then Wilson uh, took the next snap with 10 seconds left after scrambling he hits DK Metcalf for 54 yards to the Saints 16 Seattle frantically attempting to call timeout and the refs are like no sorry zero glad you guys still have your two timeouts left so yeah. Seattle loses that but they're at Arizona Arizona's 0 two and one. Arizona, as we mentioned, gets beat going away by Carolina. Kyler Murray, 30 of 43 for 173. Two touchdowns, two picks. Sacked eight times, though. Eight times for 69 yards. Um, and again, the thing, this is for fantasy players, opposing tight ends are crushing Arizona. So this is another game. Greg Olson, six catches, 75 yards. Detroit's TJ Hawkinson, he had six catches for 131. Mark Andrews of the Ravens, eight for one, uh, 112, first week of the season, I believe it was. Or that was last weekend, rather. So tight ends are killing them. Uh, all of that to say that it's Arizona, so Seattle's still going to be favored, and I want to say a field goal is light, so I'll say three and a half, Seattle on the road. I see one, three and a half, mostly four. I got to tell you, I like four and a half here, and I'm going to open it four and a half and take a bet mm-hmm. on Arizona. They'll probably bet me, but that's okay. There's a lot of things I do not like about Arizona. Number one, the coach. You know, I, I just see a lot of things that I disagree with. And Kyler Murray, and I was, I root for all these young quarterbacks. I really do. 
I want them to do well because I want to see the league do well. It doesn't do me any good if the league stinks. You know, I want to see the league be great. Right. You know, just promotes a lot of betting. But I never, I thought Kyler Murray as a first round draft choice was, or the number one draft choice was just a mistake. He's too little. And, you know, he, he throws up some numbers yesterday. I know if you look at his percentage, it was, you know, terrific. But how many yards did he have on, you know, through the air? Not many. And he got sacked, what was it, six times? I mean, he's just too little. And he, you know, this guy is just not going to last. And they compare him to Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson's kind of smallish height wise. But Russell Wilson is a strong man. Just look at this guy. He's solid. I'll tell you what, I, I, I know I had New Orleans yesterday. I liked them a lot. But Russell Wilson is fantastic. I, I just love the kid. And I think they rebound after that loss. I think they go in. I, I really like Seattle in this spot. I'm going to open four and a half. And certainly take a bet. I'm sure they'll bet me on the dog. But uh, I think Seattle is definitely the right side here. Uh, Kyler Murray sacked eight times, just to clarify, on that, uh, that game yesterday against Carolina. And uh, I'm with you. I like Seattle here. I was a little light then, I guess, at three and a half. Uh, I love Russell Wilson. Absolutely, absolutely do. Yeah. Someone asked me, uh, my buddy Tim Lawson asked me yesterday, he goes, could you please uh, say on your show how anybody can figure this sport out, any of these NFL teams out from week to week? Seattle's a great example of that, right? Beat Cincinnati yeah. by one point first week of the season as yeah. nine-point favorites. Go into Pittsburgh, beat the Steelers. We don't, we don't think much of the Steelers anymore. And then yesterday, really lay an egg against New Orleans. New Orleans, of course, had two touchdowns that were not offensive, right? They had a... Uh, I believe a fumble return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So uh, that yeah. certainly helped the cause. All right. So Seattle minus four and a half. That's where you're opening that one. I'm going to open four and a half. Yeah. I, and, and this was, this is one I have a strong opinion. I like Seattle coming off a loss in Arizona. A lot of problems there. A yeah. lot of problems. A lot of problems indeed. All right. Let's do one more here. Let's do a couple more. What do you got? Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota at Chicago. NFC North. Um, all right, so Minnesota yesterday, by the way, Minnesota 2-1. and one. Chicago has not played yet. They're playing tonight against the Redskins, as we mentioned. Five and a half point now. Five and a half point road favorites at the morgue that is FedEx Field. There'll be at least <laughs> 20,000 Bears fans at FedEx tonight. Uh, Minnesota yesterday uh, crushed the Raiders. Dalvin Cook, 16 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. He goes past the 100-yard mark for the third straight game this year. Remember, he missed 19 of his first 34 games in the NFL to a torn ACL as a rookie, and then with a nagging hamstring last year. Vikings total rushed for 211 yards yesterday, and Kirk Cousins turnover free. That's the main thing with Kirk Cousins. 15 of 21 for 174, one touchdown, no picks. And the Vikings did not even attempt a fourth-quarter pass for the second time in two home games, the other one being against the Falcons. Not a single pass attempt in the fourth quarter. Uh, sack-free game for the first time, by the way, in Kirk Cousins' Vikings career. Uh, Chicago site on scene, again, barring something outlying tonight. I will say Chicago, because they're the home team, division game, they'll be the favorite. But I won't make it the full three. I'll say minus two and a half. Uh, a Trubisky discount. Yeah, it's mostly two and a half. I see one, two. I'm going to open it two and a half. Uh, I, I expect Chicago to look decent tonight. Certainly their defense. And this, listen, at this point in time, they're a defensive-oriented team. You know, the Trubisky 
you know, boy, they traded up to get this guy. Boy, I don't know. That doesn't look like uh, that was a good move. But their defense is fantastic. Minnesota, I'm very impressed. I'm not a big Cousins guy. I'm not crazy about him. But, boy, the rest of that lineup, I think, is very, very strong. So this is a very good team. Uh, you know, I think Cousins can hold them back a little bit. Almost the same with Chicago. But I really think Minnesota's you know, 53-man roster is a little bit better. But I'm going to open two and a half. I think that's an okay number. See where they want to take me from there. But, uh, you know, we'll see a lot tonight, I think, out of Chicago. Vikings still chasing the Case Keenum quarterback high from two years ago with Kirk Cousins (laughs) and his $84 million contract. By the way, Chrissy, let me just say this. My guesses on the short line, very good, very solid. I'm very proud of them. But, again, way off on the big ones. Let's do uh, the last. You said this is the last of the afternoon games? Last of the afternoon games. Jacksonville at Denver. All right, Jacksonville at Denver, let me just say right off the top, that has to be three. There's nothing else you can make this game. Uh, we, we'll find out in a minute. Jacksonville's the extra rest here. They're coming off the Tennessee yeah. win. Gardner Minshew mania for Jacksonville. He was 20 of 30 for 204 in that game. Two touchdowns, no picks. He has a 74% completion percentage, which is the highest in any quarterback's first three career games since the merger. Minimum, minimum 75 attempts. Um, by the way, Jacksonville also did something weird in that game. We talked about it on Friday. They were up 13 late with 328 left, fourth and goal, and they don't kick a field goal. They just decide to turn it over on downs, incomplete pass. That was odd. Uh, Denver yesterday, though, the Flacco face, it's a real thing. He was sacked six times at Green Bay yesterday. They were minus three in turnovers. And for the third straight game, perhaps more notably, Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, Denver defense fails to record a sack or force a turnover. Wow. That, I mean, that more than anything is the damning thing about the, uh, the Broncos. You probably, I mean, some people would expect what they're getting from Flacco, but that's the real shocker. But it's got to be Denver at 0-3. They've got to be a three-point favorite here, right? And I can see that Denver defense crushing Gardner Minshew next week. Yeah, it's three, and you know, like you're one for Nesca. How does anybody figure out the NFL? I don't know, but this looks like one of those spots where Denver's looked so bad, right? And now they're coming home against the hottest quarterback in the league. Of course, they'll win the game. And what else would happen in the NFL? So yeah, I think three is a good number. Actually, I see three with some juice on the favorite. Uh, three is a good place to start. Like I said, we do everything at eleven to ten here. So if they bent me up, uh, uh, and I think the wise guys just have a feeling we'll be on Denver in this game. But I'm going to open three. I think that's an okay number. But uh, I think right now Denver's probably the right side in this game, despite them being 0-3. And you're talking about coaching question marks. You know, Fangio does, so far has not impressed me as a, as a head coach, <laughs> although he certainly was a hell of a defensive coordinator for a long time. But then Flacco has not, to say he's not looked good is a, a huge understatement. But, uh, you know, they'll probably win this game. I, I think they probably will. Not like Denver here, but I'm going to open three. So it is three. And I, and I, I like yeah. this game, Chrissy, as much as any game we've gone through. I like Denver giving the points. I may live to regret. Yeah. As soon as yeah. I see the Flacco face, I yeah. may live to regret I that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I like you Denver. have to open three, but I also think you have to like Denver. It's yeah. crazy, but that's the NFL. Both things are true. All right, so we're just up to the primetime games. We've done all the rest of them? Okay, so let's take a break. Let's do the two primetime games, the Sunday night and Monday night, and then after that, the return of story time. Chris Andrews on a numbers game right here at VEASAN. 
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. By the way, another uh, MLB brain dead parlay winner this past Friday on the show. Just went to the uh, South Point desk and cashed that one. Uh, nothing today because there's only five games, so no parlay today. And by the way, the brain dead parlay is probably going to last maybe two or three more days. We're not going to go into the final weekend with them because then there's all kinds of teams sitting all kinds of players. So, uh, might be the last couple days of that, but it's been fun doing those. None today with just a five-game slate. Let's return to guessing lines for week four. By the way, Chrissy, does anybody come up to your counter and go, I'd like an MLB brain-dead parlay? Anybody doing that yet? No, no but I'm, I'm gonna, I, I wish you wouldn't tell everybody. <laughs> I know there it is your job, unfortunately. <laughs> so. Well, there it is, corroboration. I always appreciate that. All right, let's go to, let's go to Sunday night, sir. What do we got Sunday night? Uh, we got a good one Sunday night, Dallas at the Saints. Ooh, that is a good one, and it's also a good yeah. one because it's a it'll be an interesting guess and in what the actual line will be. So Dallas wins yeah. again, right? They they cover, they beat and cover ultimately against the Dolphins. Probably should have trailed at the half, but ultimately cover that game against the Dolphins. Uh, Dallas is three and zero. Zeke yesterday nineteen for one twenty five. Pollard thirteen for one hundred three to touchdown. Amari. Six catches, 88 yards, two touchdowns, 476 total yards of offense. You get the idea. Uh, uh, Dak Prescott, first Dallas team in 41 years to win its first two games while rolling up at least 400 yards. Now, Now it's the first three games and at least 30 points each time. And so that's the first time they're 3-0 since 2008. But, and let me just say the but, they've beaten the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's a big but. Let's throw that into the equation. The uh, yes, Saints, yes, yeah. The Saints yesterday. Bridgewater, because remember Sean Payton was being kind of coy. Eh, a little bit of Teddy, a little bit of Taysom. It was all Teddy. Nineteen of twenty-seven for one seventy-seven. Two touchdowns, no picks. Three years removed from a knee injury that nearly ended his career. It's his first win as a starting quarterback since January of twenty sixteen, the final week of the twenty fifteen season. So everybody's pumped for Teddy Bridgewater. Good for him. Alvin Kamara, 16 carries, 69 yards, a touchdown, nine catches, 92, and a touchdown against the Seahawks. But 11 penalties for 70 yards for the Saints yesterday. Uh, They did get, as I mentioned, touchdowns on defense and on special teams. That was probably the key to the whole thing. Took some pressure off Teddy. Uh, Deontay Harris with a punt return, 53 yards for a score in the first quarter. Von Bell picking up Chris Carson's third loss fumble in three games. A little fumbleitis for Chris Carson. Returned at 33, uh, 33 yards, rather, for a touchdown in the second quarter. So Dallas 3-0, and but having played nobody. At New Orleans 2-1 and with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback at the Superdome. I'm going to split the difference here between a pick and three, and I'll say it's New Orleans minus one and a half. And as I say that, I'm braced for a horrible guess. It's a horrible guess. No, but, you know, I'm with you, and it's it's three with juice on the favorite. Wait. Dallas three. Dallas, Dallas three. three. Yeah. Oh, give me the Saints. Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints. Yeah. Right. Wrong I, team I mean, favorite. I really, I really thought this game should be a pick em, but, you know, everybody loves Dallas. I have never hidden my man love for Teddy Bridgewater. I love the kid. I think, boy, what a costly injury he has. But, you know, he had a chance to work with, with Peyton, who I think is a very good coach, and I think is really going to get the best out of him. And, I, you know, I think this is a great spot for the Saints. 
And like, you know, the, the butt you said on Dallas, yeah, a huge butt. You know, they've kicked the butts of some awful teams. And uh, they're going into New Orleans on a Sunday night. Well, I'm going to tell you, I think it's a tough spot for, for Dallas. And I love, I like New Orleans a lot in this game. Uh, but I'm going to open three and because they're going to probably lay me the three. And uh, that's fine. They can have it because uh, I, I want to have New Orleans going for me next Sunday night. B, I love New Orleans there. Wow. Dallas by yeah. three on the road at New Orleans. I get it yeah. at Steady Bridgewater, but that that atmosphere, yeah. man. All right, that's a that's yeah. a fascinating one. What's I Monday? Steady, and he, he he didn't look great yesterday, but he looked good, you know. And uh, you know, another week with uh, with Peyton coaching them, and you know, a lot of lot of weapons on that team. But I, I, I like New Orleans, and uh, I hope Teddy has a good career. I really do. That's a kid that I I root for. Sean Payton versus okay, Jason up. Garrett. Let me just throw that out as well. Okay. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Monday night. Uh, Monday, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, we have we have a good Thursday night game. We have a good oh. Sunday night game. I guess Mon- Monday had to be mm. sacrificed. Ooh, that's 0-3 versus 0-3, isn't it? Uh, I have a really, really good friend. I, I don't know if he'd be listening. He's the editor of the Cincinnati paper, newspaper. Great guy. He lived in Reno for a while. Really good friend. We usually have a bet on these games, and uh, boy, we're going to really cry to each other this week. <laughs> you know, but uh, our, both our teams look horrible. But uh, yeah, that's that's the matchup for for Sunday for Monday night again. Zero and three teams, four and one hundred and forty in terms of making the playoffs. Only four teams that have started zero and three. Sixteen game schedule have uh, made the playoffs in history. Cincinnati yesterday against the Bills. Remember, they were down fourteen to nothing. They came back to lead it seventeen to fourteen, only to lose at the end. They had four turnovers yesterday. Did the Bengals? They do cover. Got that one. I mean, hit the Bengals on the road twice now as as dogs. So they do get yeah. the cover. Um, but the Andy Dalton offense combined for ninety yards and three first downs on its first nine possessions. Let me say that again. First nine possessions, ninety mm. total yards and three first downs. Then, as I said, came alive. Scored seventeen points on three consecutive possessions, spanning the third and fourth quarters. Uh, they had third and five at Buffalo's 28, 20 seconds left, and uh, Micah Hyde tipping Andy Dalton's pass intended for Auden Tate over the middle. Ball was intercepted by Tredavious White. Katie bar the door. And then your Steelers. Um, this was amazing yesterday. This was an in-game bet on the Niners for me yesterday. The Niners were down four in turnovers and were trailing six to three. <laughs> it's incredible. They were minus four in turnovers at one point yesterday, and the Niners were trailing six to three. So I was all in on the Niners at that point. And by the way, it barely got there. Uh, they're the Niners to win that. Uh, teams, by the way, who are minus four, it ended up being minus three on the Niners. But just for folks who, who want to know the stat, when it, when teams are minus four in turnovers, they're zero and forty-five in history. And I was in gaming the Niners because I'm like, this is unbelievable. They're down four turnovers and they're trailing by a field goal. Uh, for the Niners, it's their first three and zero start in 21 years. They got problems though. I mean, they are not a clean team. Uh, ultimately, as I said, minus three for the Niners turnover margin, five total turnovers uh, in their game against Pittsburgh, and they barely beat the Steelers. But uh, Mason Rudolph, 14 of 27 for 174, two touchdowns and a pick. I guess you can't be that mad about Mason Rudolph. But they were out first downed, if you will, 26 to 11 by the Niners. They were outgained 436 to 239. They were outpossessed 36-17 to 23-43, minutes that is, seconds. 
And the Steelers have their first 0-3 start since 2000. I mean, Steelers by a field goal, I guess, Chris. Lazy guess. Uh, it's higher. It's four and a half and four. You know, but I'm going to really four. Why? Boy, I thought, you know, you talked about Mason Rudolph. You know what his QBR was yesterday? Oh, no. What? 7.7. 7.7. 7. That, that's scored out of 100, only, boys and girls. Kid, yeah, out of 100. Falk from the Jets was the only one. He also was a 7.7 7 for the two lowest QBRs of the day. And, yeah, you look at some raw numbers without that QBR, you think, well, Rudolph was okay. He was terrible. He was awful. <laughs> and, you know. Angry. Uh, you're so right. So angry. How can you have you have four turnovers and you can't win the game? And I had, listen, I'm like I said, I'm not betting out of my pocket. I'm in a couple contests. I had Pittsburgh, like, on everything. And we covered, you know, thank God. But, boy, they looked just awful. You know, I'm going to open four. Like I said, I see four and four and a half. I'm going to open four. You know, I mean, boy, they just, they look terrible. You know, you know, Cincinnati at least is covered. By the way, that Bengal game was a horrible game for the uh, book yesterday because we had a ton of money line action on Buffalo and a ton of action on Cincinnati plus six. So it fell right in the middle there. It was a disastrous result for us. Uh, but, you know, since he no great shakes that, Boy, I guess Pittsburgh four is okay, but anything that might be a little bit high. I don't know, Mason Rudolph. I'd like them coming out of college. You know, I've liked them so far, but man, he looked he looked just awful yesterday. Just awful. <laughs> just forgive me for giggling, but could you could you really say what you really feel about Mason Rudolph? <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh minus four. I mean, I had three. I don't see any justification why it's more than three, but okay. Yeah. Um, and I've hit the Bengals twice now as road dogs. I'm not racing to bet them here either, so it is what it is. Pittsburgh minus four. We'll come back. We'll review all of it at the end of the show, uh, what we like the best or what I like the best, and see what Chrissy's reaction is, are as well. Uh, but in between now and then, ladies and gentlemen, the return of story time. You ready to do this after the bake, Chris? I am. And let me just say, since we're talking about the Bengals, yes. they feature prominently in, in today's story time. Ooh, feature prominently. Any other teases has to do with big spreads? Is that what you told us? It does. It does. Okay. It, it has to do with big spreads. You know, in memory of uh, well, the big spreads yesterday, and there's some couple, well, there's one big one this week, too. So, you know. All right. Yeah. In honor of large spreads, a never-before-told or written story time. Coming up with Chris Andrews on a numbers game at VEASAN. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. A numbers game brought to you by 8sleep. The pod is the first bed designed to boost your performance. More at 8sleep.com slash VEASAN. For those of you who are just dropping on the show for the first time and you're like, what's this story time we're talking about? Well, for many years, at least three years, Chris Andrews was kind enough to come on the Beating the Book podcast that I did and still do for so many years. Um, And uh, we used to do guessing lines on that show. We still do. And uh, story time was, well, let's put it this way. Chris told me a story once. Uh, We were were out at dinner and um, sort of asked Chrissy, hey, you know, like on on the shows, maybe tag shows with, you know, these stories. You probably have so many of them. And Chrissy was kind enough to do it for three years. And Chris, I'm not exaggerating when I say that not only did a book spawn from this, your great book, Then One Day, which is where your stories seem to turn on that phrase, but that no one cared about anything else we did besides your stories after a while. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of, we gave out a lot of winners on that show too, by the way. We but did. everyone wanted to hear story time. By the way, 
we get a book plug in, you just have a little one. But Please. Plug it in. You can get my book on Amazon, then one day. And uh, you can find it on my Twitter. I have a, a pinned tweet. You can find it there, and then it's through Amazon. So uh, if you like my stories, and this one isn't in the book, but there's a lot, there's a lot of good ones in the book. So, uh, you know, everybody asks me, you going to write another one? If I write another one, this story will be in it. I so, love it. So usually this is where the woman would come in and say, Hey, everybody, it's story time. Hi, everyone. It's story time. Chris, the floor is yours. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is the first and probably only time that I was involved with somebody or I witnessed them literally go crazy. And I don't mean literally like the millennials do when they mean figuratively, but they say literally. (laughs) I mean literally in the literal sense, he went crazy. Okay, here's what happened. So we had a radio show at Calneva. A good friend of mine, Barry Phillips, uh, still one of my best friends, he called me up out of nowhere. We didn't know each other. He was a radio guy uh, out of the Bay Area. And he talked to me about having you know, a show. I'm guessing the lines, but like a handicapping show. We'll do it every Friday. We'll just do the NFL, et cetera. So, you know, we did it. And, and it was, and for, and matter of fact, there's still like an iteration of it that Cal Neva does and hosts by uh, Kenny Barler now. So it's been going on for a long, long time. But anyway, Barry and I did like the first uh, iteration of the show. And uh, it changed a little bit over the years. Anyway, so we had different people on in that third seat. But for a while, we had uh, my swing shift supervisor, I'm not going to use his real name, let's just call him Kevin, was the third guy in the seat. And it was a pretty good show. But Kevin was like good radio, very volatile, very passionate guy. And Kevin was a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan. And Barry, being from the Bay Area, he was a huge 49ers fan. Of course, the Bengals were the worst team in the league for a while. And the Niners were, uh, you know, they went from Joe Montana to Steve Young. They had a great dynasty there. So anyway, our... M.O. was we'd go to dinner before the show every Friday night, the three of us. We'd have dinner, kind of talk about, you know, where the lines are going, if we any injuries or anything like that. Uh, but it was just, you know, kind of a bonding thing. So we'd go to, we'd go to dinner, then we'd go do the show. Okay, so this game here, it was a, a Monday night game. So we'd go through the entire schedule. The last game on the schedule, Bengals at the Niners. And the Niners are 24-point favorites. <laughs> Yeah, huge number, huge number. Is this the one we talked about? Just not to interrupt, but is this the one we talked about? It was one of the biggest spreads of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. one of the biggest spreads of all time. So So, this is what brought it up. So 1993 is where we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great Niner team with Steve Young, the quarterback, against a horrible Bengal team coached by David Shula. I can't remember who the quarterback was. might have been Turk Schoener. I can't remember. Anyway, we get to the game. So, you know, Barry, of course, he's not like the Niners. And so it comes to Kevin, he says, well, not only do I like the Bengals plus a 24, I think the Bengals have a great chance to win the game. So Barry, clearly a joke. We're all three of us were friends, or so we thought. Clearly it's a joke. Barry says, geez, when we were out to dinner today, uh, you put that white stuff in your iced tea. I figured it was just sugar, but now I could see it obviously had to be LSD. I mean, like I said, clearly a joke. He goes crazy on the air. We're on the air. We're sitting there. We're live. You know, he starts, you know, he like throws papers at Barry. He starts cursing. 
And I mean, I'm pretty much shocked at what's going on here. I mean, like I said, clearly he goes, he goes nuts and he, you know, and like I said, Barry, and I'm pretty sure Barry's listen, Barry kept it together. Like I said, he was a real radio guy. He kept it together. Fortunately, we're at the end of the show at this point and he, you know, signs off and, uh, I'm not sure everybody out there in radio land knew exactly what was going on, but I mean, he goes nuts here on the air. And so now he storms up. Now he's supposed to start his shift. He's my swing shift supervisor. So I I says, Kevin, what are you doing? I quit. And I I don't mean the show. I quit the Calneva. I'm done with you. I'm done with Barry. I've had it. You know, you know, and, and he storms out. So my one, you know, the second in command on Swift, Eric Groundley, you know, I Eric, as of this moment, you are now the swing shift manager. <laughs> You're up. And, you know, and uh, so, and, I mean, he storms out. I mean, it's, I'm like, well, I can't believe what I'm witnessing. So, anyway, he calls me about a day or two later, and he says, listen, I, I apologize. I shouldn't have done that. I still quit, but I'm going to give you two weeks' notice. And I said, Kevin, thank you. I appreciate it. But what's done is done. I've already promoted Eric, and, uh, you know, we're just going to go with that. But I appreciate it. Good luck to you in the future. Well, he goes nuts again on the phone, starts <laughs> screaming and yelling at me, you know, and cursing me out. <laughs> so, you know, I, I wind up, you know, our conversation's over. I hang up. Well, he calls Bill McHugh, and Bill was the, the, the president general manager of the uh, Calamima. He demands a meeting. He demands a meeting, you know? So anyway, Bill meets with him with me in the room and he's going to sue us for wrongful term. And you know, this whole thing. And Bill looks at me and says, how are you going to sue us for wrongful term? You quit. <laughs> you know, you got termed because you quit and we have like witnesses and everything. I'm suing you for wrongful term. And he goes, and I don't know if you ever got a lawyer or not. I really don't know. Anyway, this continues. So now this starts a pattern. He starts writing letters and not through the mail, but like, you know, Barry would come in in the morning and slid under the door. The marketing department would be a letter from Kevin, like, like threatening and like (laughs) insane. And I get them too. Now the sports book obviously was open a lot longer than marketing was. So, you know, he'd throw the letters behind the counter. And, you know, my guy coming in and the opening in the morning, he'd say, hey, I got this envelope for you, my name. And this is like pretty much every day, every day. So he comes in about a week later, and he had, and he had bought a suit, you know, like a cheesy, cheesy suit. And he comes in, I'm now in the mafia. And, you know, you guys are in big trouble. I'm in the mafia. <laughs> You know, yeah, this is not how the mafia works. <laughs> you know, first of all, you're not even Italian. That's number one. You know, so this is not, it's how, not the mafia how it works. works. Yeah, it's not how the mafia works. <laughs> you don't show up a week later and say, "I'm in the mafia." No, so he's in the mafia. You know, like I said, wearing this cheesy suit. Now another week goes by, and I swear to God, this is all true. Another week goes by. He had grown a goatee. He comes in. He's wearing a turban. Is I'm a Sikh warrior, and I'm going to get you and Barry. 
<laughs> he's a sequel. And I'm, I don't know much about Seek Warriors, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works either. You know, <laughs> he's a Seek Warrior. So, you know, again, we're getting the letters pretty much every day. Me and Barry. Comes in another week later. He's got like the long black duster on and a black cowboy hat. He's now a Texas Ranger. Oh, man. <laughs> he's not, yeah, I mean, I, I swear to God, this is all true. He comes in, he's now a Texas Ranger. So, okay. Finally, you know, and like I said, we're getting these letters and letters, and, you know, and they're confirming he's been in the mafia, he's a Sikh warrior, he's a Texas Ranger. Now, kind of like the last iteration of it, he's now the Gray Ghost. Now, the what? I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't know who the gray ghost is. The gray goat was some guy, I want to say named Mosby or Mosley, something like that. And Kevin claimed that this was his great, 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 great uncle who fought for the Confederacy during the Civil War. He was the gray ghost, and he had all these raids on, you know, northern positions, et cetera, et cetera. And they never caught him. They never caught the gray ghost. Whenever he died, whatever, the, the Union soldiers, or, you know, they never got this guy. So he was now the gray ghost. <laughs> and by the way, this the backup. This is how crazy this guy was. He really thought that the world would have been better off had the Confederacy won the war. Okay? Which I'm the, oh there's God. a few people that think that. He also had a girlfriend who was this beautiful black woman who, you know, and well-educated and all that. <laughs> I would just, you know, what Somewhat inconsistent, yes. Yeah, somewhat, yeah, <laughs> yes. I would say so. Yeah. And like I said, not, I mean, this is a beautiful, well-educated black woman who I met a couple times and, you know, was like a terrific girl. And I, I didn't want to get involved in their relationship. But I mean, how are you putting up with this nut job, you know? But, you know, that's the way he was. And like I said, he was tremendously passionate about about pretty much everything in life. Anyway, Barry and I, you know, we were pretty close. We're still pretty close, but we did a lot of stuff together. And now, like I said, Kevin was also like a huge baseball fan. But he had things like that were just, you know, I know you're a baseball fan too, but he had like these weird things about baseball. Well, one of them was he felt Smokey Joe Wood should have been in the Hall of Fame. Now, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have no idea who Smokey Joe Wood. Quite a crusade. Yes. Yeah, that was it. You know, Smokey Joe Wood. So he got like that historical APBA game. Do you remember that game? APBA APBA. No. It was a baseball game, kind of a predecessor, and it was based on statistics and all this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, it was actually a pretty good game. I played it a couple of times, but I would play like. It'd be almost like Madden, where like a new version would come up. You know, maybe not every year. But Vaguely, quite familiar. often. And then they, then they had the historical game. So this is so. Then one day, where you know, me and Barry were, you know, I, and I can't remember like what day of the week it was. I know it wasn't a weekend, but it was like a day, a weekday. He starts calling us, and you know, Smokey Joe Wood just struck out Babe Ruth. And he'd hang up and like he would call me and Barry and <laughs> oh Eric. God. And there was like about seven or eight guys on the list. And, and that's all he would say. Smokey Joe Wood just struck out Joe DiMaggio. Click. He'd hang up. I mean, this went on for like 
heal hours. Are you laughing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Are you just dying? Well, I'm laughing, but we've had these threatening letters. So I'm thinking, I'm not sure how funny right. this is. Right. Now, you exactly. Know. So I, I get a hold of Bill McHugh, you know, our, our boss. And I said, Bill, we got to do something. I mean, this is, first of all, you know, again, millennials, we didn't have caller ID. When your phone rang, you answer it, you know. And I'm answering my phone in my office because, of course, he had my office number and Barry's office number. And he was a, you know, he was a supervisor for a long time. So he's calling us, and naturally you've got to pick up the phone. You don't know if it's one of your bosses or what, you know. <laughs> and Smokey Joe Wood just struck out Willie Mays, you know, click, you know. <laughs> and so anyway, I get a hold of Bill McHugh. I said, Bill, we got to do something. I mean, this, this is insane. And uh, Bill says, all right. So he gets, he gets the lawyer, and they drop a quick, uh, you know, cease and desist order. And, you know, the sheriff's going to go deliver it, you know. So anyway. I forget what me and Barry are doing. So me and Barry are kind of running around doing something. We walk into the, the marketing office, and Barry, you know, had like a few people working for him. Anyway, his secretary, I walk in, and she's on the phone, and I could see she's like in a panic. I walk in. I got to remember, I'm one of the owners of the county at this point. So I walk in, and she like waves me down, you know, and I could see like her eyes are like, you know, big as saucers, to use a cliche. Uh, do we have... Uh, any comment on the Kevin White situation? I look at one. Well, no, we don't have any comment on it. You know, no. And now she's repeating, "Oh, he's barricaded himself in his apartment, oh. and the police are are going to knock the door down, and every news station in Reno is covering it live." Oh, no. <laughs> well, for sure, we don't have a comment on the Kevin White situation. <laughs> no, we really don't have one. <laughs> Yeah. So, so now Barry and I, we run up to the sports book where I have all these TVs. I turn on and it, it, yeah, it's on every news station in Reno live. You know, cops are surrounding it and he's, and he's shouting out, you know, whatever he's shouting out. I don't know. Oh my God. What the hell has happened here? So me and Barry look at each other and say, should we go out there? You know, I mean, it's because of us that this whole thing started. Maybe we could help in some way, you know. So Barry and I jump in the car. We head out to his apartment. Oh, my goodness. Cops are surrounding it. You know, the red lights are flashing, you know. And we go. We, we find, you know, the captain. <laughs> we ask the captain. We say, uh, you know, we, we kind of brief him on the story. He just looks at goes, fellas, it, it's way beyond that at this point. There's nothing you can do. And one funny thing, so like they're trying to just you know serve him the papers is what they're trying to do. And me and Barry stand there and we hear this loud bang. And Barry and I, we both like hit the deck, like you know, <laughs> in a nano bang, we hit the deck. And the captain looks at it and goes, Boys, it's just an air gun. We're trying to knock the door down. <laughs> There's these two tough guys. Here one bang, down we go. I love that image. <laughs> we saw, I told that story to Barry's daughters. You know, they're, you know they you know they worship their father, of course. You know, and they were dying laughing. They thought I'm it was just... hilarious. Their tough guy dad hits the ground like that. Believe me, my kids laugh too when I tell them that story. So anyway, <laughs> that's awesome. So anyway, they they, they they finally, you know, they get in there. They take him out in handcuffs, and now this is all on live TV, and you know. Cameras are right in the space. I mean, you caught him. You finally caught the gray ghost. 
you caught the gray ghost. You know, you finally caught him. Took you all these years, but you finally caught him. <laughs> and like I said, Barry and I were kind of trying to hide back behind the bushes or whatever. We don't want to even want him to see us, you know. <laughs> so you caught him. You got the gray ghost. So now you know, they take him away in the paddy wagon. He's handcuffed and the whole thing. And then they interview the, you know, the, the captain, the guy that we were talking to. You know, what happened? He's giving the story, and then he says, yeah, they took him away. He was claiming to be like the silver shadow or something like that, or the silver spirit. (laughs) But he couldn't even get the respect of being called the gray ghost on the way out. (laughs) Silver shadow. Anyway, (laughs) they take him to to jail, and, uh, and like, they ask us, and they ask the county, do we want to press charges? You know, we really don't want to press charges. I mean— we just want them out of our hair. And uh, so, you know, believe it or not, Cal Naval was pretty well connected politically, you know, with, with the whole system in Reno. They said, listen, if we just get him to leave town, just leave town, go back home. He was from, I don't even want to say what state he was from, but it's southern state, obviously. You know, let's, you know, one of our guys, our head of security, will escort him back home on the airplane Make sure he gets off the airplane, and then he'll fly back to me. You know, as long as he does that, we won't press charges. And that's kind of the end of the story. They they, they made sure that he did get home and got off the plane. And uh, you know, it's been what twenty five years or twenty six years, whatever. And I haven't heard from him since. And I certainly don't hope to hear from him again. <laughs> Never until now, Chrissy. He's listening right. Now. He's listening yeah, right now. I'm, I pray That's right. he's not a fan of Beeson. I know we want all the <laughs> listeners we can get, but I hope uh, this guy ain't one of them. I am now a Sikh warrior. We'll come back. That's <laughs> a great. I can't believe that story didn't make the book or it's or the 100% podcast. One hundred percent true. Wow. One hundred percent true. Uh, yeah. We'll come back. Yeah. We'll recap the, our favorite picks of the week. And uh, in case those of you want to know who the great ghost actually was, we have some historic, some historical word on that and how that Niners Bengals game actually turned out that day. It's coming back. It's a numbers game. Story time with Chrissy right here at Visa. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. <laughs> Chris Felica t- uh, texting me, I should start every show, every numbers game by saying, I am a Sikh warrior. I am now a Sikh warrior. By the way, Sikh, a religion of peace, JB, you point out uh, off the air. So we should we should point that out as well. Uh, by the way, the score of that Niners-Bengals game that started all of this uh, downward spiral into just crazy town. Uh, Niners won that game 21 to 8, did not cover the 24 to spread, uh, 24 point spread. Bengals fell to 1 and 11. Under Dave Shula there in in 1993, uh, Chrissy on the pay on the screen. I don't know if you have this here. Veasan.com, the Veasan app, is a picture of John S. Mosby, who was known as the Great oh. Ghost. Does that look like your okay. employee? If it does, you know, I don't have. I got the my I got my Dawn Best screen up. I'll have to let me see it. To, you know, text it to me. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't. I, if it did, I wouldn't want to say so. Let's. Put it I was gonna say way. if it does. Tip anybody up. It got creepy all real quick. If it does, that's for sure. Uh, that's an yeah. outstanding story. We appreciate it. Um, real quick here, the games that I liked the most. Here we have thirty seconds. The games that I liked the most. Uh, Denver. Three-point favorites over Jacksonville. That should be line, but that's what I like the most. I think New Orleans I like, which is, I believe, the wrong team is favored against Dallas. Uh, and then the other ones, I mean, I like I like a lot, which scares me. I like Baltimore uh, giving, uh, what is it, a touchdown against uh, the Browns. 
Five and a half. Yeah, five and a half and six. I'm open six. Oh, yeah. I had a touchdown, so I really like Baltimore and uh, kind of yeah. like New England, kind of like Seattle. Anyway, that I like a lot, which scares me. Chrissy, I got to go, though. That was an outstanding story. Well, you're a Sikh warrior. You can like a lot. <laughs> I am now in the mafia. Pretty, pretty sure that's not how it works. I love that line. Chrissy, thank you. We'll do it again next week, my friend. All right, you guys. Text me that picture. Yes, will immediately. Enjoy. Good luck, everybody, with tonight's game in D.C. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.